And now, live on FXBGPublicRadio.com is the new iTunes app. This is Below the Deck. Below the Deck. On FXBG Public Radio. FXBG Public Radio. FXBG Public Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of The Road with Jack on FXBGPublicRadio.com. It's Tuesday, April 16th. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff going on this week. Uh, we'll go over some other stuff, but before we get to that stuff, let's uh, introduce our guest. On the phone, we got Mr. Ryan White with us, man. How you doing, Ryan? I'm good. How y'all doing today? Oh, we're great. For those of you who don't know, um, Ryan White is... A comic book author slash musician. Uh, you do a lot of a lot of different stuff, huh? I do, I do. Uh, so for those of you guys, um, you're based out of South Carolina. No, no, I'm um, actually currently in Colorado, but I'm oh. from Louisiana. Okay, so we got all the way from Colorado, Mr. Ryan White on the phone with us and. Uh, for people, we're out here in Virginia, so for people who don't know you out on this side, on the East Coast, can you just give them a little bit of rundown of who uh, Ryan White is as an author and as a musician? Yeah, you know, actually, <laughs> I actually do some, do some performing out in Maryland. I used to live out in Maryland for a little bit, but... Um, Shout out Maryland. Uh, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I do music. Um, I actually have an album coming out July this year. I'm also a comic book creator, author. Um, I have about nine titles to my name right now, so we're just kind of um, published. Some are published and some are self-published. Well, all are self-published, but some of them are published by other entities. Uh, um, but I mean, I'm just just out here trying to make things happen, trying to tell good stories and and um, and just make things happen, man. All right, cool. So let's talk about the comic stuff first, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, How did you get started doing comic books? Well, I was in I was in school, and I just and I had the, the inkling to do, tell this one story in particular. It's my first comic book called Dawn the Mask. And I was talking to my advisor. I was like, I don't know how to get started with this process. And she introduced me to um, an an artist. And um, I write, and I I used to do drawing. I just didn't have a passion for it. You know, I just uh, you, sometimes you spend time doing something, and you realize this is a waste of time. Right. <laughs> um, but anyways, I met the I met the um, artist Murat, and um, we just kind of clicked for at first, and then we put out this comic book, and from then I just had to from then I had to itch just to tell more stories. It was supposed to be a one off, and it ended uh, up being more. Can you tell us uh, some of the premise of what 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 was the first one about? Oh, Dawn the Mask was just more of a uh, action adventure fantasy kind of thing where I just had this character in my mind with the most ridiculous name. His name was Thomas Doyle, and he had to be a detective. And I don't know why I had that in my head for so long, but I just want to tell a story about this guy who is this, this cop who was put on leave because on his watch, uh, the mayor's wife got killed. And I just I just wanted to tell this that, that story for some reason. And um, the Dawn of Mass just kind of came out of nowhere. But that's what it was about. It's about an officer who was a good officer, but he got he gets put on leave, and he kind of becomes this, like, rogue detective because he was done wrong 
and now they, the, the the city of Louisiana needs him to come back into the fold because uh, the guy that killed the mayor's wife is back on the loose, so he's kind of chasing him and trying to uh, end something that started years ago. Wow, that's good, man. Yeah, that sounds like definitely like a full full thought out process. Their story. Yeah, it was uh, it was ridiculous, man. Like I went through maybe. I know most writers, this is probably nothing, but for me, um, having to kind of write the story and lead the charge, like Murat was very young when I met him, the artist. So like when I was telling, when we're putting the characters together, he's like, hey, how do you think this character should look? I had to really go through every process with him. I didn't really have a break. And then I had to go through two years worth of scripts and and me just throwing my stuff away (laughs) before we came to something that we both liked. Right. No, that makes sense. That sounds cool. Shout out, um, shout out to them with the collab too, because that's very. That sounds like something definitely very, very hard to do, which is to you know try to get uh, somebody to visualize the same thing that you're seeing. You know what I mean? To be able to explain to somebody something like that you're thinking and get them to actually put it down in in real life. You know, on paper. So it comes back. That's a that's a very. Yeah, it's one of the most difficult things you ever do, ever. (laughs) Yeah, but that goes to show your storytelling has to be at a certain level to where you, you know, the details and the explanation has to be exact, I think. And I think that, you know, that helps with writing and not drawing your own stuff, too, you know, because you actually add to, I think, more to the story because you have to be more descriptive to get exactly what you're trying to get to come across from somebody else's perspective. Exactly. So that's, you know, I, I definitely like to check it out. Where can people get your uh, comics at? Um, they're on Amazon.com and also on GooglePlay.com. Um, what you can do is just look up either Ryan White or you can look up Remu Entertainment or Remu Comics, which is R-Y-M-U Comics on either Google Play or Amazon. They'll pull right up. Um, it's a number. It's a number of them. So when you see Ryan White, it's more likely mine. I have several titles like Je- the Geneva Convention, Dawn the Mask, Lake Justice. Uh, I have a, I have a bunch up there. So it's it's not it's it, once you put the, the name in, it's not hard to miss. So uh, do you create mostly like kind of like do you go along the premise of the superhero theme of, of your comics where you like there's a there's a main character that's kind of like the hero or the villain. Not necessarily. I, I go off of just storytelling. Like the the latest book that I ha- that I have out right now. That's the one that's really 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 pushing. It's called the Geneva Convention. Uh, that one came up. That's about human trafficking, actually. Oh, and that wow. came about. And that came about because I wanted to create this character, and I wanted for some reason I wanted it to be a woman, you know. And me and my brother. This is actually the first book I ever sat down with somebody and co-created a character with. And me and my brothers were like tossing around these ideas for this character named Rhea Khan and giving her a backstory. But I knew the I knew the story had to be about human trafficking. I wanted to tell a certain side of that story. So it's not always about uh, heroes and villains. It's not always that uh, simplistic. Uh, sometimes it just comes out to you know what story I want to tell. Yeah, no, that sounds dope, man. That's really cool. I was just wondering because you know some. Um... I guess some of the comics are kind of like they they go out of their their range, but like Marvel and them, you know, they kind of stay in their superhero oh. villain mode. DC does the vigilante, like a lot of their stuff is like kind of based around similar characters or like you know, 
not similar characters, but kind of like, you know, they have a visual entity, they have a hero, they have a thing. So it's, it's cool to see, you know, something new going outside of the box, too, and like really talking about something that's actually going on right now that's a big deal. So that's one way to put it, too, and it also reaches a different crowd to be able to uh, make it in comic book form. To where, you know, a few other people kind of get a story or a gist of a story that that's something important that's going on and they get it through entertainment. So that's really cool. No, absolutely. And it, no, absolutely. And the thing about DC and Marvel is they have a formula they kind of have to follow. They've been doing it for 80 years or close to, or whatever they've been doing it for. So I can understand them not wanting to jump out of the box too much. Probably just, you know, give their fans a different taste here. I think they just really had their first Marvel, at least, I think maybe 2013, 14, they really just first introduced their first gay character, you know, and had a wedding and everything. And with co bigger companies like that, it's you you have to take things step by step because you're dealing with stockholders and all those other things. All these other things. Me personally, uh, I just can do whatever I want, and you know, it, it just will. It'll, it'll cut, the chips will fall as they may. Hey, shout that out though too, because I met with an agent from Marvel like two weeks ago, and that fool told me that they were making a movie about a gay superhero. I don't know if he was supposed to, so shout him out, but I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because I don't think I, I just said that. on the radio. I, didn't, I didn't even mean to say that. I should not have said that, but he, they are making that movie. It's already out the back now. I don't work there, so you know, I'm not on it, so you can't, I can't get fired. <laughs> shout him out for dropping that. I'm dropping it here on the radio. Um, but yeah, so that's that's in the works too because I, I didn't even know the premises of that character, but like a lot of people... When I I told somebody else too, one of my other buddies is like a super comic book head, and he like, oh yeah, he knows the whole backstory and the whole thing, and he's like, he was like, he said a lot of the other ones, he said there have been gay characters though before, but they just never really mentioned it, and I was like, I don't know about that, but I don't read the comics, you know, so I guess you get more in the I, comics. It's kind of like the book thing, you know, when people read like yeah. Harry Potter and they're like, <laughs> I know all the little tricks and secrets, and you're like, I didn't see that in the movie. <laughs> Well, you know he's right, and like when I say the first gay character, I mean the first openly gay character. No, that's that's what, what I mean. that's how you have to word it. But yeah, there's always hints of other characters who may or may not be gay, and all this other stuff. And so yeah, it's been out for a while, but it's just for them to take that step to to put on it's actually on one. I can't remember the, the issue, but it's actually on one of their covers. You know, two guys kissing, and which is a big step for them for what they have to do. You can always do things subliminally. <laughs> you know, rappers talk right. subliminals all the time. You right. know, but once you put it out there, that's when it's it's real to a lot of people. Yeah, you came out and straight up said it, and that's you know that was the point, and that's that's what's being that was the part of the promotion. Like that's what's being promoted about it too. So that's like a big thing. They're like this is the big deal, but. I mean, I think it's I think it's a lot of big, you know, a lot of people being progressive and things like that. You know what I mean? It's not my cup of tea, but like, you know, every, you do whatever you want to, watch whatever you want to. You know? Exactly. That's the you know, do your thing. But um, so how many um, how many pages usually do you write in these books? That's what I'm wondering. Like, how many pages does it take? How many drawings do you think goes into making like one comic book? Well, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to get across. Like, to me personally, I feel that you can always give teasers. Like, a couple of my first issues are more teaser comics. So it's kind of like giving you seven to eight pages of just, hey, this is what's coming, uh, as opposed to the 22 to 25 pages um, that a, a standard, air quotes, comic is. I feel like you can still do the teaser thing right now because it builds anticipation. 
You know, a lot of times what indie uh, artists and, and writers have that have the advantage of that DC and Marvel kind of don't is when DC and Marvel announce things like they have to be on point, you know, so they have to you know, put 30 pages in one book. You know, so usually I try to I try to stay between that 10 to 15 mark because I feel like that's good enough for one book for uh, for you to, to to not give them too much because I feel like no. once you it comes a time yeah hello there comes a time where you just kind of like um you're you're over you're, you're overdoing it you're you're giving them too much and they get bored with filler right now nah, and that's a I mean that's a great way to do it too especially with with the crowds that you get from comic books and like these people that that really follow like this fan thing are like they take this stuff seriously because even I just saw this and this is not about a comic book but Star Wars they dropped a trailer did you there was like 2,000 people went to like go watch a two minute trailer in a in an arena like they like paid tickets and bought tickets to go watch them be like hey this is getting ready to be the trailer for Star Wars. I watched it on YouTube, so I don't know what they were doing out there. It was on YouTube, like it was like it said it was like ten hours later, so I don't know what they found out. Like I don't know why you needed to be that far ahead of it, but people, you know, they got those they got those heavy followers on comics and stuff, so people would um, would like that. And also, I think it is smart, like you said, to give people enough to want more instead of giving them too much and get bored. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, for, and a lot of times, to answer your question, it's a, it's a simple answer, man. People have to be the first to know and the first to tweet and tell their people that they saw that first. I that's know. all that was. People wait in line for the iPhones. I'm like, dude, you know they send this to you in the mail, right? Like, you, you, you camped out for three days? <laughs> Amazon going to send this in the mail next week. It's on, my, it's on the list. It says it's going to be delivered right here to my house. I can sleep in my own bed. You gonna unlock the code first? You got the phone. I got the phone first. I unlock the code. There ain't no codes, man. But that is a thing, though. You want to keep people that like that, though. You do want to have product, though. If you have that kind of promotion where people are waiting in line, dude, I'm shoot. I'm I'm gonna play off of that as much as I can if I can get something like that. Absolutely, and it's no different. Even if you just have a small, small, small fan base, like. You know, giving them something more means something. That's why that's why in comic books there's a thing called variant covers because everybody has to have the different kind of covers. You have to say, "Oh, I have this one. This one's in mint condition." It's just it's about the consumer and what they want. We all have our little quirks and everything, but it's, like me, as big of a comic book fan as I am, I've actually never camped out for anything um, before. Um, made, but also just because I don't like being in large crowds of people just sitting around doing nothing for hours and yeah. i might see something i might not right yeah i i agree i think um the very cover though that comes out with with the independent artist though because you gotta think like with the writing too you're the author but the picture is also is a big deal like independent art is is something like especially if you're getting a little bit of steam people want the first ones they're like, oh, I have, I saw this before you did, and I think that this is going to be big in a couple of years. You know, that's how comics even worked back in the day, where you're like, hey, this comic book costs thirty five cents, but if you didn't oh, take that one out of the package, twenty years later, and you have that one that's still in the package, that shit was worth like, you know, some of those things are worth thousands of dollars. Wow. 
Yes, you really know nothing about comic books, man. Have you never? <laughs> have you? Did you not see when Black Panther came out, dude? I found three Black Panther comic books that I have that are worth four thousand dollars, and I bought them at the thrift store because nobody knew what they were. Well, what package did they come in? They're in the original package. It has the original. They're in a package that says Marvel on it. It's like a piece. It's like a, a saran wrap. It says Marvel on it. Seventy-five cents. There's a card inside of it. it three, There's like a collector's three, one card. Of those, one of those three packs. Mm, it's just one. Just one comic book. It's in a saran. It's not like in a comic book collector case. It's in like a little piece of like. Did you already sell them? Plastic. No, I haven't. Bring it has them a, in. Yeah, it has bring, a. It bring has them in. A, I want to take a look at them, man. Yeah, they have cards in them. They say they just have like. They're just in a plastic wrapper. It, had, it came with a card that year. I, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. I just I, I had to call Nick out on this because, I mean, it's like, you, clearly you know nothing about comic books. What do you mean? <laughs> what's, those those what, ones oh, that came part? out in the 60s, they didn't come in uh, a package at all. They were like newsprint. They were just straight up. Well, yeah, the old, but I mean, the ones that are worth money are still in packages. I mean, you could be right, but I guarantee you that the one that I have still, on still eBay is $4,000. 100%. I'm, I'm sure, but I mean... Uh, 100%. I looked it up. They said it's in the, it's in a... It's in a, like... Bag, like the same... Bag and a board? It's in the same one, like, if you buy pornos from... Well, you remember they used to have pornos and, like, it would be wrapped. All right, so you can't read it. <laughs> so you can't read it in the store. But it's, it's, it's in its own. It's, Marvel's, like, printed on the bag, but it's, like, in, like, a little bag. Like a, a plain brown wrapper? Already? No. No, dude. It's a clear. It's this clear wrapper. It's just like, like like how they did the like when you went to go try to look at a Playboy in the like, store. You know, it had it was like in a thing, like a bag and a board. I don't know what it is. There's no board in it though. That's what was dangerous. There's a card in it, so that's the only reason I think it's in a bag is that they gave they were giving away cards with it. Like a trading card? Yeah, it's like a Marvel card inside of the thing oh. with it, where they're like new character just came out and they oh. had. There was a card okay. that came with it too, so they put it in a bag. I'm sure so people can't steal it. You and know? an armband. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, some random stuff is inside the bag with it, but it ain't. It's not like the other one that I have is in. Somebody put it in a case. You know what I mean? Like they put it in there. You can tell in a case. Like you can tell the comic case where they're like, oh, I opened this and I put it in a comic book thing with the board in the bag, and they're like, there's a little cardboard piece behind it, and they put it in a thing, and like. If you open it, you could tell that they've never been opened. Where you're like, nobody creased these pages and stuff. Like, they took good care of them. But I bought them at a thrift store. They just had a million of them. And they said Black Panther was coming out. And I was like, dude, what about... There's that... That thrift store has... It's just like a hundred comic books. And they're just in like different ones. And I was like, let me go see if I can find one of these. Because nobody goes in here to buy comic books. It's a thrift store. You know what I mean? No one's in there. I'm the only one in there, like, actually looking through, like, 500 comic books, like, oh, Black Panther. And I was like, people are going to want these because the movie's coming out. You're so cute. <laughs> With your amateur comic book collecting. It's so I cute. don't. I only have three. I only bought three. I've, I don't. I haven't collected them. I don't read them. They, I, I don't bring I, them out I of the thing. I can tell. I could tell. I didn't bring him out of the thing. I called Jesse. Shout out Just Jay, dude. He'll tell me everything I need to know about comics. Way in depth. I know too much about it. I, I do have a question for our guest, though. Yeah, go ahead. Ryan. Um, this yeah. Madman. Oh, I, I, Madman Lowercase. Sorry, yeah. is on the board. I'm, he I'm the does, Madman Lowercase. Sorry. He's the comic book guy. They do. No. You guys do. Don't no, you guys. I'm, you're not I'm, on that show? I am the dumbest 
one on the Lost in a Long Box show, which is uh, Wednesday night. <laughs> Wednesday nights, though, at 6.30. Yeah, I'm the dumbest one on this show, but I know what, that comic books in the 60s and 70s didn't come in their own packaging. Well, it uh, could be later. I'd be, maybe I said the wrong but year. I don't the know. Question, I know the question I have for our guest is, like, uh, how long does it take for you to write and get the art together in between comic books? I mean, how long does that process take? It's gotten faster, and it also depends on how long you've been working with a particular artist, or if you are the artist. Um, it's gotten faster before, man, it maybe took a full year for me to be able to write and articulate to my artist what I want to do. As time has gone, because I dropped my first comic book in 2014, so now I work with an artist where it's, if me and him have nothing else to do, we can knock out an entire comic book, 22, 25 pages within a month. Um, That's with the it just, drawings? It just, depends, it just depends what you're trying to do. Say again? Is that with the drawings? Yeah, it's with the drawings and everything. Because the way I do it is I don't actually, I know the story in my head. But what I do is I don't write the script until I get the panels. So it's called. That's actually called the Marvel way. What Stan yeah, Lee used yeah, to do. Marvel Stan Lee. That, yeah. The difference is Stan Lee would just tell. He would go tell Jack Kirby, "Hey, I want a page with Galactus and Silver Surfer," and, and Jack Kirby would pretty much tell the story on his own. And then uh, Stan Lee would write the script. Well, what I do is I know the story already. I tell him what I want in each panel of a page, and when he sends me the the, the panels back and the page back, I see if it's what I want. And then once I get all the pages done, colored and everything, that's when I begin to write the script. Because now I can visualize, now I can see the characters' faces. And they're, they're uh, this might sound crazy, but they're now human to me. Yeah, so now real. I can write for them. They're more real. Yeah, I get it. Can yeah. I, um, how many illustrations do you do per page? Do you do just one illustration for a page or are you doing several on one page? Oh, well, it depends on what you're trying to get across. But sometimes we have seven panels on one page sometimes i only have four it just depends right. on what i'm trying to get across usually during big fight scenes i try to make it the action spread out as much as possible so i only want like four panels so that way you can see uh, one of my characters punching another one and that character goes flying into a brick wall or something sometimes if it's more talking heavy then i, I kind of want to get more panels in so that way you can see the backgrounds more and and actually feel like you're in the conversation or you're the fly in the wall in that conversation between those particular characters. Right. That's dope. That's super dope. And you guys can check these out at um, Ryan White. And you guys can get these on Amazon. And Google Play. And Google Play. Awesome. And then also, let's... Um, oh, let me take time out real quick. Let me give a shout-out JT. Shout-out JT. And the whole enterprise management team uh, always sending me dope artists over here for these interviews, man. Make sure you guys check out all their stuff over at Big Woo and the enterprise management. So thanks to these guys always. Um, who else do I got? Connected Magazine. Make sure you guys go to Connected with a K. That's K, Connected. And go to Connected.net. Make sure you guys get all your clothing and everything. 25% goes to the scholarships that are given away to the kids every year. We also got... Danny's Pizza. Shout out Danny's Pizza over here for fxbgpublicradio.com. You guys can check them out. 540-898-5008. And they're open all during the week. Uh, you guys know normal business hours. Danny's Pizza and Subs.com. Danny's Pizza and Subs.com. 
And make sure you guys check that out. So let's uh, transition. We got Ryan White in the building with us. Um, it's fxbgpublicradio.com below the deck. I'm Nick, as always. We got Madman Lowercase in the building, too. Uh, we're talking to Ryan White. Um, so I hear you also have music. I do, I do. Um, been doing music for a long time, a long time. And uh, this year I'm dropping an album called Midnight Inspired. Um, uh, this one's two years in the making. Um and I just, it just was time. I just uh, kind of was, no pun intended, I guess all pun intended, I was inspired. I, was, I knew the title of this album. I had the artwork and everything done like three years ago. Uh-huh. But when I, got, when I got down to writing the album, it just, uh, it was, I guess you could say writer's block. I just couldn't think of the right way to go about this album. And I didn't want it to be typical. And then maybe early last year when I made the move to Colorado, I, things just started to kind of click for it, and I just and I just went for it. And now we're we're done with the album. The album's done, and uh, I'm just looking at waiting. I'm right now. I'm looking for the right place to shoot the video for the first single. I'm going about things completely different. Usually, when I've dropped music, it's never been like a video before the the music comes out. It's always been like backwards. Like the music just comes out, and then <laughs> randomly a video comes out. This time, I'm doing things the other way. I'm gonna I'm building a buzz. I'm putting the single out first week of may do you and have, then we're um, gonna get shoot a video do you have any songs on the youtube right now oh yeah i have songs on, I have songs on what YouTube. Is YouTube you know channel? um I, I did a i did a group album with my cousin we're called uh the nsf the never silver spoon fed that's actually on spotify and all streaming services right now it's called uh why repent i'm gonna do it again um that's on spotify right now i have a few singles on spotify right now um, one is actually based off of one of my characters and we actually wrote a theme song for one of my characters. Um, so that's on Spotify right now. It's called Messina's theme. So it, all you gotta do is look up Slow Chemical on Spotify and that's, that's my music right there. All right. Well, um, oops. Started playing. So yeah, I'm going to pull something up. Um, so how long did you, uh, when did you start doing, did you start doing music before you were doing comic? Oh yeah, I've been doing music, man. Since I was about maybe ten years old, I've been writing music. Um, and I, then I hooked up with this producer called Jim Star Pro. He's actually out in uh, he's out in your way, you know. what I'm saying he's out in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay, and um, <laughs> yeah, and so I've, I've been working. I've, I've worked with with Jim Star, man. Him and I've been working together for over a decade right now. Um, and we just always did it, and I've, I've grown with them, and um, I just I still have the love for it, and still a message i want to get get across and uh get out there yeah that's good what did um what would you say that your music well how would you um classify what genre of music you think you're in yeah that's that's always an interesting question when people ask me i I guess the easiest way to say it is hip-hop but i mean I, I, I honestly don't know because we have so many different elements to the the music. Like we all like my my I play piano. My brother and my cousin they both they both play guitar and bass. So we have a lot of live instruments in our music and um and we we, we and we always just we're not just hip hop heavy. We have influences from all over. But I, I usually just say hip hop because I don't know. I usually what I, what I do is I just say hip hop or I say hey just listen to it and you tell me what you think and that's the best answer I usually have. When I put Slow Chemical in, it's got a picture of the Punisher on it. Is that the one that you're on on Spotify? On pun- the Punisher? Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. No, when you see putting Slow Chemical, you should look for... It should be a picture of... Um, 
I see, I, I see, I don't know if you've even seen my comic book before, so I don't know how to describe it. It's a woman with a gun pointing right at the uh, uh, the page. Okay. Let me see. Late Justice? Is that one of your songs? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's one of my so songs, yeah. This is... Oh, yeah, I well, should have went to the artist section. Obviously, that was the song section. I'm going to pull it up, see we play something off of here, give people, um, give people a little feel for... What we got going on here with Ryan White, man? He's in the building, man. Um, out there in, what, you say Colorado? Yeah, I'm in Denver right now. Oh, shout out out there in Denver. Would you move out there to smoke? <laughs> no, nah, I don't smoke or anything. <laughs> uh, a lot of people believe, I mean... A lot of people out here just for the weed, man. Like, you talk, you talk to enough people, they're just like, they're like, man, you know, I'm, I came out here for the weed. Like, did you have a backup plan? <laughs> you know? Uh, but no, they didn't. They yeah, what else weed, man. were you doing? That's a real thing. Yeah, did you want to get a job? Like, nah, I'm just going to smoke. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what do you think we should play off of here? I got um, I got the Spotify. Here, let me hit the, get that follow button on the Spotify. And everybody else, too. If you guys... um are out there listening out in that area you guys make sure you guys check out uh below the deck on the itunes app or your google uh podcast that's below the deck or you can just type in my name that's nick faults that's nick f-a-l-t-z below the deck comes up make sure you guys hit that subscribe button so i can get these likes up um we got now or never float is on oh these are the most popular what do you um what do you think we should play i have everything um, on I think here. I think you should play Messina's theme. I think that I think that can uh, I think that can rock the speakers for a minute. That's the only one I don't see. Wait, wait, is that from the older one or from this newer one? Um, that's that should be one, under singles if you're on Spotify. Oh, under singles. Let me following albums, singles and EPs. Oh, I see it here. All right, well, let's get into this. Um, do you want to... This is not even... Oh, this is a short song, too. So we got time for that. Um, do you want to give the intro? Because I'm looking at this again, and I heard you say this like 10 times, but I'm not trying to butcher it. What's this song called? Messina's Theme. Messina's Theme. Yeah. And it's by Ryan White. You guys can get slow, go to Slow Chemical on Spotify and download this if you guys like it. It's fxbgpublicradio.com below the deck. Saying they righteous, but never pray to divine. 
enemies colorblind It's up to you to help me see the light The green and the black ain't simple as that It's so matter of fact In a world with no heart We're playing Humphrey Bogart I know we can't save everybody I'm really sorry for your loss But loss breeds hero And hero breeds villain Which breeds more hero A circle of life at its best A circle of life at its worst May the gods protect you as you protect them Spotify, that was Messina's way, or just uh, Messina's thing, and that's Ryan White, comic book creator, musician. Uh, we got him live on the phone from Denver, Colorado, right now. What's going on? Still, you still on with us? I'm still right here. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, tell us a little bit about that song. That does have very epic feel to it. Did you uh, write that as part of maybe like a, like a theme too? I guess it says Messina's theme. Does that come from uh, one of your comic books? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Messina is a character in uh, the Geneva Convention books, and I wanted to do a theme song for him. And I, I wanted it to be, uh, as we were constructing the song, I wanted it to be something where, like, you could put on a trailer and someone could just get that feel of, wow, you know, I, I need to see this movie. Right. Um, so that, that it, was, it was constructed like that on purpose. Well, that's a question, too. Have you um, thought about trying to get one of your... Um one of your comics uh, put onto screen on the film I actually have Late Late Justice is actually we did we shot a short film for Late Justice that's coming out in June um, did so you do I'm that as, about to, sorry is that animated that or live no it's live action we shot oh, wow. I shot it and filmed it in Atlanta and um, it, just, it took a while to get the special effects down because once again I did on a, on a zero dollar budget you know we just did the best we could but we didn't have a green screen or anything so getting the special effects to look somewhat good have been have been difficult but no the special effects just finished earlier this year and we're actually yeah june is the target date for late justice the short film to be out on amazon prime oh wow so you guys are oh you're gonna you already have it commissioned to put it out too oh yeah yeah oh so that's good and where who are you working on that with I, it was that was all me, man. I just uh, I had a couple of um, living in Atlanta. There's nothing but actors there, and so I just 
you know, reached out to some some friends of mine that said, hey, I, I have this idea for bringing one of my comic books to life. I really would like my, you guys to be a part of it. It took some convincing, you know. Some people right. don't see themselves as superheroes or villains. Um, but uh, after we got it done, it was uh, the, the biggest, the hardest part about it was just editing everything and making it make sense because it's a short film. So, right. like, making all of it make sense to what uh, we have time to do. But um, it's, it's been a it's been a interesting it's been interesting uh, experience. How many people did you um, have to cast to to be able to get something like that together? So the two main actors, uh, they were cast from from Jump Street. Like once I got once they got on board, they had my back was all good. Um, the women were the were the most difficult part problem because I casted two women at first and we shot their scenes. I mean within days of me speaking to them, but then. The scenes they turned out to be no good because one, one person like the lighting was off, so like you couldn't even really see her, which was on me obviously. But then another person, we tried to shoot more scenes with her, but she wasn't. She once she saw the script, she she was she signed up, but once she saw the script, she did she didn't signed off, but then signed back on. We filmed her scenes, then she called me and told me she didn't want to be a part of it. So I had to redo the women's scene. So that took that took a good amount of time. Altogether, it was about eight people that was involved, um, but the, the women were probably the more, the more difficult um, portion of it, only because we shot scenes so early in the process and had to reshoot their scenes. How long do you um, how long do you expect the film to be? Oh, it's, only, it's a short film. It's only going to be eight and a half minutes. Okay, so that's not too bad. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, it's hard to get that much film. I edit the, I edit film out here, and I was like, man, it's it's crazy editing film because how much, how much goes into shooting. Like people don't realize that it takes like an hour to shoot like a thirty second scene. Sometimes, like I need this from five different angles. I need you to do the same thing mm-hmm. from different angles, and you got to do it again just so we can pick which one actually seems right. And there's like, there's so much that goes into it whenever you get actually like behind pro- movie production versus, you know, like I like to do the live stuff because you're like, yo, we got to do it right now. <laughs> There's only one take. Either you get it right or you don't, but we're not doing this again. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that was on me. Like I, I, we, I'm glad the process ended the way it did because the first, the first scenes I shot with those women they weren't the right one. I was just super excited and I jumped head first into it. But the reason why I said they weren't the right ones is because I ended up finding the right ones that really embraced the characters and embraced the story once I explained to them their, what, what they're representing. And, and they were really all, they were really, you know, all in about it. So it was, it, it was, it was best for me to go through that experience because I learned, all right, cool. This isn't a, a, a racism marathon. As you said, you have to get, so many different angles and I'm telling you like the second time around shooting those scenes it was much smoother because those girls those women had time so like you're now I'm looking at them and now I'm able to do everything I need to do and one 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 uh Gisette Valentine she was a trooper we got up at four in the morning to shoot her scenes because we had to get up as the sun was coming up so yeah. she was a trooper we were we, we were we were out there filming about I don't want to say about nine or ten hours her she was the longest one we did anything with but we had to we had to get early and we had to stay all day i had to get permission from uh uh one of the companies for us to shoot in the area we did but it, it worked out yeah that i mean that's yeah it goes into it and that's good if you love to got it what are you just in post-production now you're already finished shooting 
yeah, yeah we're, we've been in post-production. Like I said, we were doing the special effects and all that stuff, and that was the last part of it. And now that the special effects are done, um, I've received everything back, and right now we're just uh, planning everything out, like the, the, the date and, and that what I would like to do, because I get invited to cons to do panels, what I would like to do, but I don't know if it's going to be possible. Say so that one more time. You say you get invited schedule. where? I get invited to Comic-Con all over the country. As oh. far as I can do panels and stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, no, I just didn't hear what you said. I thought you you, uh, you said it like, and that's why I'm not as familiar. And now I do know what you're talking about, but you just said I get invited to cons to do that. And I was like, what? <laughs> and now it makes sense. <laughs> okay. Comic-Con, yeah, I didn't put it together in my head that fast. I was like, cons? Like, what the? <laughs> Wait a minute. He was just telling me he was making a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I get my my bad. I get by comic cons all over the country to do panels and stuff. So right now, what I w- would like to do is whenever I preview it, I would like the entire cast to be there so they can get some recognition and some more mainstream. Because a lot of more actors and actresses or producers or whatever. So that's what I want to do. I don't know if that's gonna be possible. I'm sure I can get a few of them to come, but uh, right now that's the that's the next process is just marketing and promoting and stuff like that. Is this the first movie that you've made? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that I this was that this was never anything I planned to do. It just was an idea because we're all brains. Me and the two main actors were in my aunt's apartment in Atlanta, and we're brainstorming about how we can get out, get ourselves over. And none of us had any ideas. And I was at the time as we're brainstorming, I'm sitting there writing the late Justice comic book. I'm like writing it out, and I'm on the phone with someone uh, with the artist as we're all brainstorming. And finally, I just say, "Hey, why don't we shoot this?" And that's 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 the only reason it came about. Yeah, that's how it happens usually. It's always good when you get that vibe going, and then you just make up some crazy ass idea. But it's better if you you know it's. It's different, though, if you're the one who can actually pull it off because you can get other people to do stuff with you, but you have to know what's going on because you can't just be like, yo, let's make a movie. They're going to be like, yo, who's going to do that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it would be really cool to make a movie. You're like, no shit. Yeah, I bet it would be really cool to make a movie, but like, who's going to do all that work? And you're like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, oh, well, if you're going to do it, I'm with you. But you be the, when you start, when someone tells you about a job, you start thinking about how much goes into it. You're like, nah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that. So that's, you know, kudos to you for doing, um, really stepping up and, you know, having that vision and seeing it and making it happen. Because like you said, even having to go back and shoot, like, that's the biggest thing with, with, with movies and collaborations in general is always that you have, like, it's like a band thing. That's what I tell artists about bands. And I'm like, you got to trust these people that are, that are going to show up every single time that they need to show up because everybody has their own lives. So, you know, to find people that are committed enough, like, doing shoots like that and stuff, too, where you're like, yo, I got to show up every day. I got to show up at 4 o'clock in the morning. We're going to shoot for 10 hours. And, you know, it's really hard to keep people in that mindset happy. You know what I mean? So that's a good that you were able to pull that off. And you guys are already done shooting. So, I mean, it's just only coming out. Are you uh, planning on putting it in any um, small film festivals or anything? You know, that's another thing I was thinking. That's another thing I've been looking into, and I'm, I'm, I am. I don't know which ones, uh, but I've been. I just started looking because I was like, um, maybe, it's, maybe we should just put it out there and just, you know, see the reaction. Because I, I do know that the mistakes I've made on this one, yeah. and if I ever make another one again, I know the route I need to go and the people I would need to get involved to really help make it the best it can possibly be. So um, I, I am going to put out some film festivals. I don't have any at the moment, but I'm looking into it right now. No, that makes sense. That's why you've been around for a long time, because that's one thing that some artists don't get is that in in order to figure out it, 
you have to do it wrong. Most people don't get that. Like, you can't let it ruin you, but, like, you're going to do it wrong. You're definitely, like, nobody just goes and does everything the right way. Like, you have to, but you have to realize that yourself. Like, yo, this is what was wrong with this. These are things I need to fix next time. You know, other people would be like, yo, it's wrong. I tried. I failed. I'm gone. <laughs> you like, yeah, it doesn't work. You're like, well, not that way. You, you did it wrong. You're like, no, nah, I didn't do it wrong. These people don't like me. They're haters or whatever they... You know, all the stuff, you know, they were just hating on me. You're like, nah, dude, it was like, it seemed like it was the first time you did something, and it can, you can tell. People who have been doing it for a long time can point it out. They're like, this guy, this is your first show. <laughs> you know, they're like, that's his first show. I can totally tell. And, you know, it's just random things, but you got to learn from those kind of things and come back from them. And also, like, being able to see your own mistakes is a big thing because... You know, obviously, as artists, we want to think that everything we do is great. But if you're really an artist, you know that you think that everything you do sucks. Like it wasn't ready. That's why it didn't come out like that. I should have been working on it for longer. I had to put it out today. I didn't want to put it out until next week, and it's not ready. You're like, because I make beats, dude. Every time I'll make a beat, the next day I'll be listening to it, and I'm like, this is trash. And somebody wants to buy it. People are like, I'll buy that from you right now. And you're like, eh, I don't know, man. I wasn't really done with it. Like, I feel like I could change the horns again. They're like, you change the horns 15 times, dude. It's fine. Like, just leave it alone and give it to me and get the workout. So it's definitely, it's definitely good to see, you know, whenever you can see your own, your own mistakes and, you know what I mean, and take that with a grain of salt, you know, and be like, yo, I'm going to do better next time. So that's a really smart thing. So what do you have? Um, you got July. The album is dropping. Yeah. So um, in May, um, I'll be at uh, Phoenix uh, Fan Festival, which is a comic con. That's where I'll be there. June, I'll be at in New Orleans for comic con, and also July is when the album drops. So it's gonna be a pretty busy couple couple months. Um, everything going on. I, I my plan is a before I start all this traveling, it's to shoot this video for my first single for the album, so that way I can have that in the in there. We can drop that in uh, in June, but we'll see. Um, I know things don't always work to to plan, but as of right now, that's the goal. Well, here's another question too. Then so you have a lot of stuff, so you're getting kind of busy. But let me ask you a question: though. Do you have plans in the future of making an animated um, movie? I, I would love to do that. That's very expensive. Animated, anything animated is very expensive yeah. time and timely. So <clears throat> when I do that, that will be the only thing that will be on my plate. Right. Because um, I've, I've seen the animation process, yeah, and if you're not hands-on, it, it won't turn out the way you want it. Yeah, if you don't know, you got to find somebody who knows how to do that, too. That is a very specific skill. That very few, That's not one of those learn-at-home type of deals where you're like, oh, yeah, let me go just do-do-do-do. Like, that's something people know. Like, people are, that's a skilled, that's a skilled trait in, in our industry. I don't know who the hell be doing that, but I've seen them do it once, and it took them forever to do it. And also, I couldn't even understand, like, I don't know, the graphs and all the stuff that goes into it is just too, there's like too many computers on at one time and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, one of them yeah, spinning yeah. around, one of them's not even like, it's just got lines on it and you're like, what is that? You're like, that's the background. You're like, what? You're like, trust me. 
like, all right, dog. What, what, well, it's funny because I was actually in negotiations with this one guy who really did some great work. He does like five minute videos or whatever. And uh, him and I were in negotiations about it. The only issue I had with him was he wanted all this money up front, which I'm okay with doing. However, he wanted a lot of money up front, right? Then he said, once I take your money, you're in the way that you're in the queue. I said, well, how long is your queue? He says, until 2023. I said, what? Oh, <laughs> get out of here. He trying to put himself here, in. Man. Yeah, nah, heck nah, man. Yeah, it's taking a long time. Hey, I'm going to get you this video in like four years. I'm like, what? <laughs> Song's not even going to be relevant anymore. People listening going to be on my old album. I got I got six new albums since then. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, my, first, my first video coming out in four years. But until then, check out my second video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. I mean, I guess people be doing good work. You know what I mean? And that's that's credit to you also, though, as an artist, because, you know, people will BS around. But if he is that good where he's got that many clients, then people at least give you, you know what I mean? You're getting looks from, from professionals, but... I mean, if you're trying to wait four years for something, I don't like. I don't know, man. That's a long time. That's crazy. That's really yeah, crazy. It is. I, mean, you, I wonder how many people pay stuff. him for that. They're like, all right, dog. In 2023, I'm gonna be lit. Here, take my money. <laughs> you can be thinking about that shit next year. You can be like, damn, yo, I'm broke as shit. Like, I wish I didn't get that $500 away last year. <laughs> I don't even have I a mean, video out. I'm sure you know this from you making beats, man. You hear some crazy things from people. You hear some crazy promises. I just, I just take everything in stride. And like I said, and now I've, I think I've worked enough to where. No, I know I've worked enough to where. I just know when someone's about business and when they're about you know games. So yeah. I just kind of, I just kind of move on. Everyone's gonna make you famous, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. What I'm gonna make you famous. You're like, what the? What does that even mean? That doesn't sound good. It sounds like you're just asking me to do something for you. That's what they do. The opportunity one gets me, too. I got an opportunity for you. Come run my show. Bring all your stuff and run my show. And you're like, it sounds like you just kind of asked me for a favor. You're like, I don't really know what this is an opportunity. It sounds like you just asked me to do work for you for free. <laughs> yeah. You going to blow up, though. Like, fuck, ain't nobody coming to your show. But... <laughs> Just give a shout out to everybody who asked me to do their shows. I tell them no. Um, but we're on it's fxbgpublicradio.com below the deck. If we want to, um, well, we got we got like eight minutes left. Do you, um, you so you got Comic Con event panel in Arizona? You said, yeah, in Phoenix, and um, May twenty third. I'll be there May 23rd to May 25th. They have so. you out to come talk about your books and things? Well, 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 I'm actually hosting multiple panels. One panel I'm hosting, it will be about comics and how to help other people uh, build their own worlds and how to help other people publish their books and go through the process. But there are other panels that they want me to host. will be One is about Captain Marvel. Another one is, I don't even know what that's about yet. I know they just, the, the promoter just asked me to, to host like three panels outside of a panel I already had on my own. So I'll be there all, almost, I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's what's up. Do they, do they hire you to do this? They call you about this or do you just, can you sign up somewhere because you're already a, a comic author? 
Now you can sign up, um, or, or, or um, what they do is they have like signups on their website. Like, hey, if you want to host a panel, tell us tell us what your panel is about, and, and blah blah blah. Sometimes cause I've been at enough comic cons. Sometimes the promoters just talk to one another, and uh, yeah. I just on this, on this particular one, I got an email because I was at New York Comic Con last year, and that promoter just said, "Hey, I heard I heard good things about you. Would you mind? Would you would you want to come out to Arizona?" I was like, "Yeah, I've been trying. I actually been trying to go to Arizona for a while, um, so it was nice to be invited." Yeah, man, that's super cool. How many um, how many Comic Cons do you think you hit a year uh, for panels? Um. I mean, last year was the most I ever did. I did about nine, so that's the most I've ever done. Um, but honestly, I, I I try not to I try not to go past four or five, but it depends on the opportunity. Where'd you go last year, though? You got to because all of them are in different states, right? Oh yeah, um, one was actually in Fort Collins, Colorado. One was in London. Uh, one was in New York. One was in Atlanta. Uh, one was in Houston. Um, where else was I last year? Another was in Florida. Um, another was in Louisiana. And I think that was all for last year. Man, that's cool. Dude, you get to go to London to talk about comics? Yeah, I got to go to London. Uh, I got to go to London talk about freaking comic books. I need to start reading more. It's got <laughs> pictures in it too, but I don't think you can understand from just the pictures. The only one with the POW. Got the old Batman jump, pal. I know what that means. Someone just got punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, is there anything else you want to promo um, while we got you here? Because I think we are about at our end here. Well, no, I just want to thank you guys for having me on, but also thank JT, uh, the management team. We also thank, because Big Woo, the radio family, are, they're actually in issue three of the Geneva Convention uh -huh. and issue four, which is coming out in May. They're in that one as well. So thank you to them for uh, being a part of the story. Yeah, the Big Woo families, they're super cool, man. They come, um, we we did an interview a couple weeks ago with, with the, oh, wait, on their show. Like we did a double show with them a couple weeks ago, but they send up our guest and, and their host come up here to interview with me sometimes and mess around. So shout out JT, definitely shout out EM uh, Management. That's Enterprise Management. You guys, make sure you guys check that out. The whole Big Woo fam down there, Big Woo Radio, everybody down in the uh, South Carolinas or in the Carolinas and everywhere, actually. They got a they got a pretty far reach now. Maybe send us some guests, but make sure you guys check them out. Um, well, thank you, Ryan, for being on the show. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to do some promo right here for this outro, but we're going to get out of here. So thanks for being on the show, and I'll make sure I keep in contact with you and we can uh, try to get some stuff together whenever you're up in this area. Sounds good, man. Thank you guys for your time. Have a good one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan White. Make sure you guys check him out on all of the social media platforms, and you guys can also go to Slow Chemical on Spotify. You guys make sure you check out all the FXBG Public Radio shows. Um throughout the week. Thanks, Madman Lowercase, for being in here. Oh, um, always Madman Lowercase on the YouTube. You guys check him out on every show here at FXBG Podcast. <laughs> pretty much. Um, and, guys, make sure you subscribe to Below the Deck. We'll see you next week. We'll be here on Friday, Dizzy Thoughts, uh, Right Side Radio, Friday evenings. Um, make sure you guys check out all of that. So, see you next week. <laughs>